Who's ever been to the doctor? Okay. What'd you laugh for? Who's ever had a prescription from the doctor? Whoever knew you were sick, but you still didn't go to the doctor. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. Sometimes when we are sick, we still refuse to go to the doctor. I pray and hope that that's not the case this morning. I'm going to give you God's prescription this morning. I mean, it's found in the Word of God. I told you years back when the doctor said I had to go on blood pressure medicine, I was like growling at him. I was like, mm-hmm. And he says, don't take them. So if you take them, you'll live 15 years longer. So I had a decision to take, to make. It's the same thing in here, in the Word of God. It's God's prescription. Now, I could have tried other stuff. Who knows? I don't know. Man's ways, different ways, all kind of ways. And that's what we do when it comes to the, to the Word of God. So I pray that this morning that the Spirit of Almighty God opens up your ears, that you can hear the Word of God, then opens up your understanding, then opens up your heart that you can receive the Word of God, for it is God's prescription for you. <clears throat> now I'm going to give you this prescription. It's a formula. Now do I sound all right out there? I feel like I echo in our... It's kind of weird, Larry. I don't know if it's me or the pulpit. It's bouncing off the pulpit. <clears throat> Whatever. It's your job. <laughs> That's why you get the big bucks, Larry. <laughs> Figure it out, Larry. Anyway, this formula. It's a formula. Listen to this now. I hope you have here. It's a formula in prayer that never fails. Never fails. God's prescription. What I'm about to give you, it's not some deep lost truth that you're going to go, oh, wow, I ne-. no, it's a prescription you just ignore. It's one we ignore or we refuse to admit we're sick. Especially men. We never want to go to the doctor. Because we're just like, he ain't telling me. And that's some of our problem. In fact, that is our problem. The scripture I'm going to give you this morning is a common scripture. One that you've heard over and over, probably have highlighted and memorized. But in this scripture is the key for this formula. Always, always getting your prayer answered. Simply states, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves... And pray and seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Do you hear the prescription in this verse? Then will I hear from heaven 
will forgive their sins and will heal their land. The prescription is in this verse that you will always receive that answer that you need from Almighty God. His answer. Not one that you want, but His answer. This kind of seeking God always prevails. Always. Our health today is that testifies against us that we're not using God's prescription. We're using our own. If you follow God's prescription for victory, it will always work. Always. It will always work. Whether it is for the corporate church, whether it is for our country, or whether it is for you as an individual, it always works. If God's people will humble themselves, the Word of God says, and seek His face, if my people, which are called by my name, God says, shall humble themselves, humble yourselves, don't wait till God humbles you. Humble yourself is the prescription. God says, you do it. And seek my face. Don't seek anything else. Don't seek a healing. Don't seek money. Don't seek answers. Seek his face. God's prescription is what we're looking into today. And I'm guaranteeing you, it will never fail. You will get well. You who know and will open and willingly confess this morning, I'm sick. God said, here's my prescription for you. That word face means his presence. You don't need money when you have his presence. You don't need a healing. When you have his presence, you don't need an answer when you have his presence. He is the answer. He is the healing. He is everything. You're all in all. Humble. And then we're going to pray here. Humble means this. Be brought down. Remember, God says, you do this. Get off your high horse. God says, You be brought down. Be brought into subjection, the Word of God, to Him, to the Word of God. It means this, take a step down, opposite of what you're taught, opposite of the world. Because we're constantly trying to go up, and God is saying, hey, up there. Take a step down. Humble yourself before Almighty God. I mean, the Scripture has so much we could be here for a month, actually. So we're just going to zero in on the humbling ourselves, the very opposite of what any of us like to do at all. I mean, it's just 
unbelievable how this is in us so bad. And that God would ask us, you want, you want me to move? You want a touch from Almighty God? Then the very first thing I'm asking you to do is come down. Get down here and admit it. And that's what God is saying to us this morning. But listen, this is an answer. This is not drudgery. This is like, oh, no, for heaven. This is the answer you've been wanting. This is the answer. We need God to touch your eyes that you can see what the Spirit of God is wanting you to see this morning. To touch your ears so you can hear what God wants you to hear. To open up the eyes of your heart. So you can actually see the Word of God and what it means. And Peter, being moved upon by the Spirit of God, says, Likewise, you younger people. He goes, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. And then he goes, Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And here's the new fashion that you should wear. And he says, Be clothed with humility. Walk in it. Walk in humility. Be dressed in it. We use our clothes just the opposite. We use them to show who we are. We're bad and we're tough and we're cool or we're good looking or check my legs out or check my muscles out. And God said, you're to be clothed in humility. You see, everything that we think in the natural is absolutely opposite what God says. If you, for whatever reason, tomorrow, today, this afternoon go, I think I'll do, do the opposite. Do the opposite, because if your flesh is talking to you, it's absolutely contrary to the word of Almighty God. God says you and I are to be clothed with humility, absolutely clothed with it. But look, God says, I resist the proud. God says, I have a problem with the proud. And look, God says, and giveth grace to the humble. That's what God says. No matter what situation you are in, no matter how difficult, how hard, how unbelievable, God says, if you humble yourself, if you take a step down, I will give you greater grace. Look at that. Remember that word grace? It means God's divine ability to move upon your heart and to reflect it in your life. Meaning, you're up against something that you just can't do. No matter how, you can't get over it, you can't get around it, you can't get victory on it. God said, call upon me, humble yourself, admit you can't do it, come to me. And God said, I will give you the grace to do it. I will. It'll be my divine ability coming upon you as you lower yourself to me. God said, I'll give you more of that. But to us who say, I'm not sick, no, I'm doing it my way, God says, I resist you. I resist you. This is God's prescription. Because the end of the verse says, I'll heal your land. I'll heal your mind. I'll heal your situation. I'll heal your country. I'll heal your church. I'll heal you. Whatever it is. Whatever it needs fixed. God said, I'll do it. But you got to do God's prescription. You can't do your way. You can't say, no, nah, I don't like that. Yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. Yes, I'll... That's what he says. Verse 6 and Peter 1, 5, 5, and verse 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6. 6 says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That God will lift you up. He will lift you up. You all know that the way up in Christianity is what? So let's do it. I mean, let's, if we want answers, God says, Put yourself in subjection to the Word of God. Put yourself in subjection to me. 
I'm sure that you remember. Does anybody realize and remember what the first sinful act was? It's not Cain and Abel. It's not Adam. It wasn't Eve. She did it. It wasn't any of them. It was Lucifer. It was pride that came from, from him, and he rebelled against God. Pride that he was made perfect. He was created wonderful, a bright and morning star. Lucifer created by the hand of God. And pride entered in. We see that in Isaiah. Isaiah 14. Look at it. Now, this is the New King James. It says, how, this is a question. How, uh, how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. This was his position. He had a high position. You have been thrown down on the earth. You who destroyed the nations of the world. And this is what happens. We speak to ourselves, don't we? We speak, I deserve this, I am better than that, I can sing better than him, I can preach better than him. We speak to ourselves. We say things. And he said, for you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of God far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most God, uh, most high. I will. Because all that gifting and talent and special place God gave him, the glory it radiated, he got his eyes off of that and thought it was himself. So he started saying to himself, I can do that. I can do that. I can be like that. I want to. And pride entered in. This humbling, the, the pride is all through the carnal nature. It's the mortar that holds the carnal nature together. Pride. So the first thing God tells us to do in his perfect prescription is humble yourself. Humble yourself. James 4.10 simply says it. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. The key is, yes, you must humble, absolutely humble, but the key is yourself. You do it. Why wait till God does it? Why wait till the police got to do it? Remember? I mean, if you ever get fear of speed on 40, you're crazy because the barracks is right up there. But if they happen to pull you over right in front of the church, and we're all leaving church going, look at it. I mean, you're doing this in the seat. Why? Because we're, you're embarrassed and ashamed. So remember, humbling yourself is getting down before Almighty God. Not me, getting down before Almighty God. Psalms 51, listen to the words of David. David said this, Here's, this is the key. David says, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. You ever talk to God like that? You ever say, oh man, Lord, I can't, this always, it's me, God, me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned. That's the truth. That's where sin, that's what sin goes toward. It goes towards God. It affects God. You're doing it in God's face. No matter what it is, what you say in secret and dark inside of you, what you do, no one's around. It's in, in front of God and God alone. So David knew that. He says, for I acknowledge all my mess-ups and my sin is ever before me against thee and thee alone. Have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight? 
that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and clear when thou judge. So David knew that. So if you need help this morning, if you're weighed down, if you're absolutely burdened down and you, you want to really listen and take this prescription and heed this seriously, just as if you're sitting in front of the doctor. He says, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Most, most do. Most do obey the doctor. But few do obey the great physician. It's insane. The doctor can help you temporarily. He can help you physically for a while. But sooner or later, odds are, he's going to come to you and hear those words. There's nothing else I can do for you. God wouldn't do that to you. God always has an answer for you. Always. Acts says this, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. He's not going to do it for you and not me. He's not going to do it for me and not you. Just like if we all had uh, a uh, Excedrin and we had a headache, give Bruce an Excedrin, eventually the headache goes away. If I give myself one, eventually it's going to go away. It's not a respecter of persons. I think Bruce is German. The Excedrin, it goes down inside of him, says, German, good, I'm going to touch him. Comes down inside of me, Italian, I'm not working. I mean, that's stupid. And that's what God tells us in the Word of God, that my prescription works for all. Amen. Everyone. <clears throat> so God says this prescription is absolutely for every one of you. But you have to follow God's prescription. You cannot do what you think you can do to the world. You can't cut it up like you break a pill up or I'm going to take a quarter of it. I'm, going to, I'm, not, I'm not going to complete my prescription. You stop halfway through or you think the doctor's. You just simply got to follow the word of God. It's a humbling of yourself. It's bringing yourself down. It's humbling yourself um, to your wife. It's humbling yourself to your husband. It's humbling yourself to your boss because he's your boss. Whether what he tells you is stupid or not, he's your boss. So it's taking a step down and it's confessing to Almighty God. Like the psalmist. Remember 51.3 says, For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me against thee and thee alone have I sinned. Now listen, meeting God's conditions takes honesty. If you're not going to be honest with God, you're not getting anywhere. You know, just like if I go to the doctor. In fact, I think I did this not too long ago. Ruth says, you make sure you tell them about that knee. <laughs> Remember? You make sure you tell them about that knee. And I walked in, and they said, how you doing? I said, good. <laughs> okay, we'll keep you on the same medicines. Everything's fine. Fine. Good. I'm good. You're good, Doc. <laughs> Out I went. Uh, six weeks later, I could hardly walk. So I'm back in there getting a shot in my knee. Okay, now, I, God, listen. God is truth. He's not a part of truth. He is truth. 
And if you stand before God and say, no, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, he's going, I can't help you. Because he knows you are. You have to be totally honest with God. God only deals in truth because he is truth. That's why he, he waits for you to be honest to him. And when you're honest to him and you, will you ask God to, this morning, will you really totally search your heart? And you say, God, will you search my heart? N- not you. I don't want uh, Randy Wolf to search his heart because I know how we'll do it. We'll do it like the doctor. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. You really ask God to search your heart this morning. You come down here in fear and trembling and say, here I am, God. I want you to search my heart. Will you willingly, absolutely willing by your own free will, open your heart before God this morning and hold nothing back? That's the road to recovery. If you just lay before God, here I am. Here I am, God. I mean, the doctors today... They put you out. You probably, on their operating table, they put you out because you probably think they, uh, they don't want you to feel pain. Now, that's probably not it. They put you out because you'll be saying, no, no, not there. <laughs> that's it. That's enough. Stop that. No, that's not what I'm here for. So they just go, and you're out. And they can do what they want. Will you let God do that this morning? Will you truly let God do that? Or men, are you already saying, I'm not sick? I'm not sick. And that's, that's what we do. Well, you totally. Now, listen. Listen to the scripture. Proverbs 13 says, oh, 10 says, only by pride cometh contention. You have contention in your life. You got a problem with somebody, something, anything. It's come to you by pride. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, they're pride. No, I know. No, this book is called The Mirror. Only by contention. Look at that. As soon as uh, uh, Margie and I, for some reason, friends for years, some reason all of a sudden bump heads or elbows or something at each other, it's only by pride. As soon as you look at me, it's only by pride. You're going, err, or vice versa. It's only by, that's what this says. That's a powerful, powerful scripture. Contention means strife, strife and debate. Yeah, but it's only by pride. Jeremiah seventeen nine tells us the heart is deceitful above all things. Every one of you have a heart. It's deceitful above all things, the Word of God says. Deceitful. I don't care if that baby is two weeks old and you brought her here to show her off with a little pink thing around her head when there's no hair and little pink socks and all that kind of stuff and that little heart that's going. God says is deceitful above all things. The heart meaning not that muscle. It means that center, that center of control that makes us function, think and do what we do. Through the Spirit of God, by Jeremiah, God says, that heart is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? That's why a lot of times you walk away and think, I can't believe I did that. was there all the time, and you didn't know it. So what do we do? You do what the psalmist did in 139.23 when he cried out, search me! Oh, God, don't count on yourself. 
Don't count on me. Y'all look pretty cool this morning. I mean, what if God would take the veil off of all of us? Holy smokes. So the psalmist yells, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. That's what I want you to do when you come down here this morning. Or you're not, you're not going to get healed. You're not going to get fixed. You're not going to get delivered. You're not going to get your answer. Amen. This is a, a, a message to, uh, really, if, you, if you're not getting it, it's a message of hope to get you your answer. Your answer, this is what you've got to do. Other than that, you're just taking man's concoctions and you're never going to get better. If you do this before Almighty God, if you say, search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts. And that word search doesn't do something like I would do. Uh, how many times, as guys, you know, your wife says, go look for this. And you're like, you can't find it. Where is it? And your wife comes by, reaches past you and goes, right here. Because that's what we do. We're all like that. And when, especially when it comes to things of God. That word search means to search for, search out. It means to examine, investigate, to examine thoroughly. Now, only God can do that. But you have to be willing to let Him. Now, look. God's telling us this morning to humble ourselves. That's the big key. Is yourself do it. That's a huge key, and I hope you hear that. If you tell God, search me, then let me tell you what you're doing. By doing that, you are making it possible for God to hear you. You are making it possible to God to heal you. You are making it possible for God to give you a brand new heart when you humble yourself. When you openly say, God, search me. I'm a mess. I can't do it. I keep trying. I'm screwed up. I need you, God. I need you. Take a step down and you humble yourself before God. You're making it possible for God to finally listen to you, for God to finally heal you, to give you a brand new heart. You're making it possible for God to finally cleanse you because you're doing his prescription his way. And not your way. Psalmist in 51 goes on and says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Not just a little bit. You know, your kids and I mean, I'd go in there and just run the spigot and splash it around a little bit. Fake my mom out. She's not here this morning. Fake her out. Yeah. Clean. Now always come and check. Check your out. Now I'll tell you, go back in. You're not clean. And so the psalmist says, God, you wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and you cleanse me from my sin. Your job is to acknowledge your transgression before, before God. Open up your heart. Humble yourself before God. Say, God, wash me thoroughly, thoroughly. And let him do it. And then let God do it. God wants you to come clean. God wants you to humble yourself before him. God wants you to have, listen, and receive victory this morning. He wants you healthy and well. That's why he says, this is my prescription. Humble yourself. Be in subjection to what I want. Now, sometimes this process 
of humbling ourselves. And it can take a long time sometimes to receive from God. We can get a little bit this morning and then hear something later on or go to do something we normally do and then feel like God is saying, no, that's part of this. So it could be a process just like if you go to the doctor and you take one pill for an infection, you don't call them up and say, what's up with this? I took you one pill and you got a 30-day supply. It takes time sometimes. Oh, God can do an instant miracle even this morning. And I will never rule out those miracles. God can come upon you and instantly you'll be changed by the power of Almighty God. But God wants to help you this morning. God wants us to win over the enemy and over the deceptions and over the lies that we hear. Over our carnal nature that speaks to us, ourselves and says, you don't have to do this. But you must humble yourself before God. If you want forgiveness, one John tells us, if we confess our sins, if you confess your sins, that's what it is. got to confess. I cannot come up here this morning and confess Pat Fisher's sins. It's not going to make any sense. It's not going to work. God's going to be saying, no, no, I mean, what about you, you, don't worry about Pat, you. Pat's got to walk up and the Spirit of God move upon him and confess his sins before God. Humble himself before God. This is contrary to the natural person. Absolutely contrary. 1 Peter 5, 6 again says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Listen, that he may exalt you in due time. When God says it's appropriate, I will exalt you. And when God says, now you can handle it, and he will exalt you in due time. Your job is to lay before him. He'll exalt in due time. When it's appropriate. When God says so. And puts his stamp of approval on it. He'll do it. And when he does that, he'll start to restore things to you. When you humble yourself, he will start to restore the things. I mean, I don't know what's going on in your lives. You'll be full of bitterness. Something that happened 20, 30 years ago. Unsafe parent, unsafe somebody, boss, who knows? All that is immaterial. What we're looking for is we want a breakthrough, God. We need an answer, Lord. I need my land healed by the power of God. What can I do, God? What do you want me to do, Lord? Build 20 churches? God says, no, humble yourself. Take a step down and humble yourself. Remember, I told you over and over, God only uses broken things. He only uses broken things. Only. So the psalmist said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You still have that joy in being in love with God? Or has it become a grind? It's become a drag, problem after problem after Take a step down. God says, I will restore the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit, psalmist said. Psalms 51.17 goes on and says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. And a contrite heart. Broken. Humble. Crushed. Remember the word of God says this. Now listen, listen, this is important. You're to fall upon the rock. 
and be broken. That's humbling yourself. Or God said, the rock will fall on you. Some of you feel like you're in a wilderness and you've been in there a long time. This could be a problem. This, this could be it. Because we're to be clothed in humility. I mean, look, it, it doesn't take, man, for a second for someone to weave a car in front of you or pull out in front of you and you're an idiot. And it's, it's just, it just instantly, I'm like, what does, why does that got to? Or how you just want to ram their car because now they're in front of you. In front of you. Do you understand what that is? Do you understand what's in you? I mean, you've ripped your heart and eyes out. If you could just, if I just didn't, I would just like to run them off the road. And all, and all they did, maybe they never saw you, or it doesn't even matter if they did. But it's just what rises up. It's this thing is awful that's in us. Unchecked. It's destructive. James 4, 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. That word resist means that God will battle against you. And that is frightening. I mean, it's, it's unnerving to have battles and disagreements among each other. Oh, man, can't handle that stuff. But to think God says, you know what, i got a problem with you. And I'm just, well, whatever I'm going to do. And God goes, no, you're not. And you're thinking, what's, what's up with this? And who would ever think it's God? Case in point, who knows? Who remembers Balaam and his donkey? Remember Balaam on his donkey? And he comes to a narrow bridge or something, and the angel of God is standing before him ready to slice him in eight pieces. Balaam, ready to kill him because he was disobeying God. Balaam never saw it. Going, come on. And the donkey's going... And the donkey's going to the left and smashes his leg up against the wall. And Balaam's you stupid donkey. And the donkey wouldn't move because he saw God. Balaam never saw him. I'm saying, God, don't let me be a Balaam. I have that in me, God. I can be a Balaam and not see what you want. Here's an altar call for you. If you're in a battle that is too big for you, and you will admit it, openly admit it, and humble yourself before God, whether it is a sin issue that you try to hide, or whatever's going on in your life, if you will come down before God, maybe it's the fear of the future. I mean, it looks weird out there. The more we see, the more fearful it gets. That man has just propped up our economy with lies and deception and paperwork and moving things. It's like, oh my God, dear Lord. 
you want to admit to God that you don't have the strength to do this, then I'm asking you to come down. If you're willing to humble yourself, stay, take a step down. Why is it so hard for us to worship God and lift our hands? It's a form of humbling yourself, adoring somebody else and not you, submitting yourself like surrender almost. Here I am, God. Why is it if God says, I want you to come down? Everything in us wants to go up. Everything in us desires to be seen. And God says, no, here's your way. Walk in it. This is it. This is your prescription. Come down before God. And then God said, you continue to do this and you obey and you listen, your answer will be there. I will heal your land. I'll give you one verse. And then I'm going to ask you to stand and then come down. Oh, Mike, I forgot to tell you. I have one short song and then you can take over. from. You must heed this verse. Just like when the doctor looked at me, and I'm like, stupid. I don't want to take those pills. I've played more sports than you know. I'm good shit. I was having a big time believing him. Well, he looked at me and said, you want to live 15 years longer? Take them. And he just turned around and walked away. <laughs> I'll show him. I'm not taking them. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, so this is the scripture. He that being often reproved hardened his neck. That's what I was doing. Shall suddenly be destroyed, listen, in that without remedy. It's very sad when we get sick physically in some areas in life and there's no cure, no remedy. That's bad. That's sad. But how tragic is it in the supernatural? And the spiritual, when you've let things go so far, roots get so deep, ignorance took God so long that God said, without remedy. Let's stand. Haven't heard and listened to this song for a long time, but I think it's perfect. You know what our altar call is about. I'm asking if you make your way forward and you be open and willingly open your heart before God and God will do a work in you. But listen, you can come and I hope you all come, but God knows who's coming for real and who's coming. It's our altar call. Humble yourself. A humble heart, Lord.